Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Life Podcast, brought to you by the Product Marketing Alliance. My name is Mark Cassini, Product Marketing Manager at Jobber. This week's episode is brought to you by AppQs. Have you ever launched a new feature that went unused? Waited days or even weeks to get that user data you requested? You're not alone. We're still way too dependent on developers. That's why product marketers around the world are calling AppQs their new favorite product marketing tool. AppQs empowers product marketers to measure and improve product adoption without a developer. Brands like Amplitude, Privy, Fullstory, and Lyft use AppQs to track feature usage and engage users with in-app onboarding tours, feature announcements, and surveys. No code required. Visit AppQs.com to start your free trial today. As part of this series, we're connecting with PMMs all over the world about various product marketing topics. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Saad and Saad, Senior Product Marketing Manager at ChartHop. Saad spent the early part of his career in consulting, conducting market research and analysis with Fortune 1000 companies before moving into the world of product marketing. Since then, he's been the first product marketing hire at two different tech startups, first at Utmost and then at ChartHop, where he finds himself today. Speaking of ChartHop, funded in 2019, ChartHop delivers a fresh take on people analytics. By bringing together disparate sources of people data in a dynamic platform that's visual and actionable, ChartHop helps companies improve organizational health, drive alignment and accountability, all while saving time and money. Designed to be used by the whole organization, ChartHop works with dozens of platforms through robust integrations across the HR tech stack. During our chat, Saad and I talk about the ups and downs of being not only the first product marketer in a tech startup, but the first person in the whole of the marketing department to be brought on board. Seeing as Saad has done this not once, but twice, he's got lots of great insights to share. All right, with that out of the way, let's get into it. Hey Saad, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. Just out here in San Diego, enjoying the lovely sun, the usual. Awesome, very jealous. I appreciate you joining us today. For sure, glad to be here. Right on. So before we get too deep into our conversation, uh, can you let our listeners know a little bit more about you, your career so far, and what you do at ChartHop? Yeah, for sure. So um, I am the Senior Product Marketing Manager at ChartHop. Um, But prior to this, I was actually at a few other startups, but I guess I'll back up a little into um, the early, my origin story, as they call it. Um, So graduated um, with degrees in economics and political science and actually had a stint in consulting for a few years. I was doing a lot of market research, primary research, um, secondary research, survey design, um, working with like a, a random variety of clients, education, healthcare, uh, things like that. I transitioned to a startup where I was um, still on the client services side, actually. So I kind of leveraged that consulting experience um, and just did consulting uh, projects with this uh, uh, tech startup uh, for their product. Um, but I realized kind of client services wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, or rather, I felt that that role was a little too siloed or you're focused so much on your customer. Um, you don't really get a sense of everything else that's going on in an organization because your solely goal is to make sure the customer is happy. So that's actually where I made a transition into product marketing at that same company. Uh, role kind of opened up and I decided to ask the VP of marketing um, you know, if I could take that role. And it was kind of a good fit. As a client person, you have a good sense of the product. Um, so you still have that product background. So you just need to build those marketing skills um, to begin to talk about the product and the ways to message it and launch new features. But a lot of just benefits of you have that client experience and what the customer's needs are. So just rolling that into a product marketing experience. 
And then after that, that's when I did make that jump to the first marketer um, at a, uh, a one startup. And then just recently joined another startup where it's a little bit more mature, um, where I'm the first product marketer, but not the first marketer. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, so what I do at ChartHop is um, I'm the uh, I'm responsible for uh, sales enablement, competitive insights, and going to market go to market for a lot of our new features. So we've hired like you know 15, or we have like 15 sales reps and new class of sales reps. So really just getting them up to gear in terms of the assets, collateral, videos they need to kind of engage with prospects and then competitive insights. And then as we launch new features, messaging about those. Excellent. Yeah. And it sounds like based on your experience to date, there were a lot of transferable skills that you were able to take from that client side of the business and bring into product marketing. And some of the ones you touched on, I think make a ton of sense. And I can absolutely understand why, you know, based on what you've done so far and, and kind of your experiences to date, why you'd want to make that jump from being focused solely on just one particular client, like you said, and making sure that they are as happy and successful as possible to getting some of that org-wide view and understanding of, of really how to, to market the product or service that you're supporting. So I totally get that. As someone who came from uh, the ad agency space before returning to product marketing, I did a brief stint at an ad agency myself and totally mm -hmm. understand that, that perspective as well. So I think it makes perfect sense as to why uh, you made the jump. Awesome. And, and as you were, you know, giving us your introduction here, you touched on a couple of the skills that you feel you're able to translate into the role of a product marketing manager. But I was wondering if you could maybe dive a little bit deeper into any of the specific skills uh, beyond the ones that you mentioned that you felt made you an even stronger product marketing manager. So not just the ones that you felt help you make the transition, but what actually made you a more effective product marketer. Yeah, for sure. So as like a client services or consultant focused person, I think you obviously learn a lot of like empathy for the client, just being able to understand the customer's problems and issues. Um, I mean, I guess like to think about it is like when you're writing, writing even a marketing email um, or any type of like one to all, one to many messaging, um, when you think about a specific customer and you can literally visualize that individual who is suffering that kind of issue, um, it makes it for much more crystal clear messaging. So I think that's always just been a stronger ability just to really get an understanding of the customer, being able to visualize, you know, uh, getting that email from them saying like, I can't do this, or like, why isn't this working? And then you immediately have to kind of jump on and respond. Um, so I feel like it's definitely built those skills. Um, and then the specific type of consulting I did, um, a lot of research skills that I think makes me like a really good sleuth when it comes to um, product marketing, just like, you know, a lot of product marketing is like, how do you message or like, what's the best positioning? And that requires like a, a mixture of different types of research. It's understanding customers, speaking with your cross-functional partners in sales and CS um, and product as well. Um, and then just doing digging, using the information you have at your um, hands, whether that's, you know, getting into Salesforce, getting into, if you have access to something like Gong, getting access to Zendesk tickets, is being able to kind of put together all those little disparate pieces of information um, and into like a coherent insight. I think it's been another major skill that I have and that I developed while, while in my previous roles in client, client facing. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I think you're hundred percent right around the relevant research skills you, you pick up from that consultancy space. And I really like how you touched on not just, I think when people say research, they often think like market research or industry research. Um, but there's a lot of research that product marketers um, can do 
through sources that they have access to internally, like you mentioned some of the ones, whether it's through um, Salesforce or through Gong, as you, as you highlighted. I think for anybody looking to get into that product marketing space, just because you don't necessarily have market research um, experience, um, leveraging those skills and those internal sources of information and be, uh, being a sleuth, as you, as you aptly called it, um, I think can bring a lot of value to the role um, and potentially make you a good fit for any opportunity uh, that you might be looking to get into in product marketing. So I think that's a very, a very uh, important insight to, to highlight there. Yeah, definitely. I think those internal tools, like another one people don't use enough of is just, you can just search in Slack and you'll get a lot of insights on, you know, what people are, are have issues with, which competitors come up, what your sales team is complaining about. It's like a huge, especially now that so much work is remote, there isn't as much of that like hallway conversation. Um, you can get all those insights in Slack. So that's another great tool to kind of unearth stuff. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I actually just recently, and I don't know if this is maybe because I'm just not um, as intuitive or as uh, uh, as much of a Slack expert as others, but I recently uncovered that Slack allows you to actually um, identify specific keywords and phrases and alert you anytime they're used in a conversation in the public channel. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. I've been using that recently just to uh, uncover any conversations that I otherwise wouldn't be aware of where, like you mentioned, competitors are referenced. Um, and that's been a real value add just for the competitive intelligence work that we're doing um, here at Jobber. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Slack is a great place to look to when you're trying to do that kind of research. Awesome. So, you know, obviously the focus of our conversation is around this idea of being sometimes the first marketer or even product marketer at an organization. And there's quite a few questions I want to ask you in this space. So why not just get right to it? Why do you think more and more companies are making product marketing not only one of their first hires, but their first official marketing hire? Yeah, I think there's a few components to that. Um, so I think when companies are in their initial stages of launching that their first hire, they can't, they don't need a CMO yet, um, just because there's a still, ASCMOs are very expensive. If you're you know, um, starting out immediately, maybe a fractional CMO could work, but you've probably barely still have the product working. Um, there's probably not that many customers. Realistically, it's a very hand-to-hand -hand sales motion in the first stage. You're getting your first 10 customers and that doesn't necessarily require like a full built out um, marketing engine yet. So someone junior who's willing to cut their teeth and learn um, and you know get paid more in equity versus a salary is gonna be a good fit for that. And then specifically why it's like a product marketer versus like a demand gen person or a content person. I think just because a product marketer is a little bit more of a generalist than the others. A product marketer um, can do a little bit of content. They're not the best content marketer, but they can do a, a, a decent uh, job there. Um, and even with demand, once again, they're that's probably a little bit more of a jump in skill set. Um, they can't build the processes as well as like a full demand gen person. But because there isn't that initial need for a demand gen engine, it's much more sales heavy one to one combat that kind of leverages itself to a product marketer who's, you know, um, better skill sets is those initial sales supported conversations. Um, so that's another that's an area where the product marketing kind of excels. Um, and secondly, I think is getting the messaging right. Um, messaging will evolve. And I think even the messaging for those zero to 10 customers won't be the same as the 10 to 100, as you think about other segments. But for that first um, a bit, uh, it makes sense to spend time really understanding the personas, the customer, and getting that messaging and positioning right um, before you know dumping um, fuel onto the fire when getting like a, someone to kind of really rev up the demand gen engine when the messaging is wrong in the first place. 
So someone who can refine and understand and developing the messaging is key. And then just that generalist skill set, you can throw a product marketer into a bunch of different marketing tasks. They won't be the best at any of them, but they can be um, uh, dangerous enough. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think oftentimes when people are looking to start up their own company, or, or even join an existing startup um, and look to build a team, I think you're 100% right. Trying to identify roles and functions, especially when you've got limited funds for headcount, um, to people who can be those jack of all trades. And I think there's been countless conversations. And I think we as product marketers recognize that there is a jack of all trades aspect to, to product marketing. So I couldn't agree with you more that uh, product marketing um, should be one of, if not the first hire that a startup should look when they're looking to explore the, that marketing space or bring on the, the marketing function into the fold. So often when product marketers are these first hires and they join a new organization, if the function didn't exist before, they spend a lot of their days explaining and indirectly justifying their role, right? Especially if the people bringing them on or the part of the larger team had never been exposed to product marketing or a product marketer before. Seeing as you yourself are one of the earlier hires are both Utmost and Charthop, I'm wondering if you faced a similar challenge. Yeah, so at Utmost, I didn't face, oh, well, I guess the issue is that I was the first marketer, so I was more of a generalist. So I wasn't necessarily going around saying I do XYZ of product marketing. I kind of literally did, I do the event marketing, I do the content marketing, I do the social. So it's there's no, no real need to kind of explain my role. Um, but I think as the company evolves and we add more and more people to the team, there probably was more of a justification needed and kind of an explanation of what I was going to do more so um, and what I'm kind of doing less of as um, we hired a content person, demand gen person, what does my role really become? Um, I probably didn't do as good of a job as I could have in that sense, but I think that's just a learning. And I think it's an important thing for any product marketer to take is just being able to do like a, a little um, I don't even want to say listening towards it's more than that because you do want to explain to them so you're not just listening it's a two-way conversation um, and I've definitely done that at chart hop I've spoken with every single sales rep kind of explained to them you know what product marketing does versus what content marketing does versus you know what a technical writer does um, just really explaining how I'm focused on enabling and supporting them um, and, and kind of uh, couching them it's like this is what requests that you can come to me with versus others so I think that is an absolutely essential thing. And I, yeah, I definitely have been doing that and strongly recommend it because uh, most people don't really know uh, what a product marketer is. And even the, uh, yeah, even you work with product managers and they often oh, haven't always worked with a PMM. So really, I think it's, you have to do the uh, good job of explaining of how you'll help them as well as how they can help you. And I'm curious, as more and more marketers were brought into the fold, did you find that there are certain areas of the work that they were doing or that they were being, being brought in to do that you were happy to kind of give to that individual or that you were sad even to maybe do less of? I'm just curious, based on your experience, is there any areas that you gravitated more towards or that you were happy to kind of push off the side of your desk and let someone take on? Yeah, I think there's definitely some parts that I... Um... I, I missed like not being able to use as much. Um, some things I was happy for, like I really did not love setting up like uh, webinars regularly, like configuring that whole workflow from HubSpot to Zoom to kind of sending the registration emails, the, um, you know, here's the webinar you missed email and that whole, the, like whole routine. I think that that really kind of 
exhausted me. But at the same time, I did miss kind of like playing around in the marketing technology and like thinking about the marketing technology. Because there's always so many like weird, fun new tools and being able to uh, how to think about how to get more usage out of them. Um, kind of thinking about ways to um, link them together to get some new added benefits. So I thought that was always like a fun part of the job was just exploring new tech and figuring out ways to make it work. But that's really not like a product marketing kind of a um, typical responsibility. So that is something I kind of let go of. But, you know, at the same time, I didn't miss a lot of the tactical organization of some of that stuff as well. That makes perfect sense. Awesome. What would you say are some of the biggest perks or benefits of being the first marketing or even product marketing hire? Yeah, I think this is something that resonates with everyone who works at like a startup. Um, just you get to see the fruits of your labor more clearly. Um, like everything you have kind of a hand in, uh, you know, at a certain point at Utmost, like any digital presence that was associated with Utmost, like I had some influence in at some point. Um, you know, as the team matured, then it kind of waned. But at the same time, like for a good you know, year and a half, if there's any mention of Utmost online, it was like something that I had some responsibility uh, or influence on. So that was just really cool to know that you had such an impact on the organization. Um, and then some of it's also just like the uh, understanding the, because the team is so small, like the business decisions are kind of happening as you speak or happening as the company develops rather than joining a later stage organization where the go-to-market is much more defined, the target segments are defined. So there's a lot of that ambiguity. Um, some of it you get to actually solve and some of it you just get a lot more um, exposure to because I mean, you know there, there's just such a smaller team and it, you get that opportunity to hear from executives or be talking to executives um, more frequently and, and get an understanding of how they're thinking about those things. So I think that's a really fun aspect of it as well. I, I couldn't agree more. I think there's a, a couple of important insights I wanted to just quickly touch on before I move on to my next question here. I think for product marketers or aspiring product marketers who maybe are considering what kind of opportunities to pursue, whether it is at a startup as they first marketing or product marketing hire, or at a larger organization where there's maybe a larger and more established marketing um, function or even product marketing function. I think like, as you said, the benefits of being one of those first hires is you do have a lot more insight into those strategic business making um, processes and decisions that ultimately will influence things like your go-to-market or your positioning, your messaging. So you do have that real there's fewer layers, let's say, sometimes almost no layers that you have to kind of navigate through to get to that information and to be part of those conversations. But to your point, if you're someone who doesn't necessarily feel comfortable with that level of ambiguity or maybe doesn't feel as though they're ready for those kinds of conversations to happen right in front of them and be proactively engaged in, then considering maybe a more established uh, marketing department or product marketing team might be the, a, a good way to go. So I think you touched on some really great things. I just wanted to highlight that for, for our listeners because I, I think there's some important takeaways there. Sure. So we've talked about the good side of things and the perks of being the first hire. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't also ask you what were some of the biggest challenges of being one of those initial hires? Yeah. Um... So there's a few, I think. So one is just, you know, it's a smaller team. So it, it's just a little bit more lonely. Um, you don't have like those big, huge, um, like happy hours that are just so cohesive across multiple people. Like I was at my previous organization, I was employee 13 and half the company was in Ireland. Um, so 
there was just a period of time where there wasn't that many people around literally in the office. And if there was any travel, people meeting clients pre-COVID, um, it was just, you know, no, nobody around. So there's some aspect, I mean, we're learning because of COVID, like there's that social benefit of, uh, of seeing your coworkers and getting to see them in person. So I think that's just a, just a kind of lifestyle change that I didn't expect and think about, but it is definitely something that you um, miss if you've been in a large organization, just, you know, going to the water cooler and um, just talking to like the random, you know, backend engineer, which you don't really have a need to talk to as like a product marketer as much, um, but could just happen more in like your casual day to day when there's a much larger team and also just in a, a more in office space too, to be fair. Um, and then uh, I think just the, you get pulled into so many different things. Sometimes it's cool, like as I was saying, like the marketing tech, like getting really to explore, like I'm the one who got to set up HubSpot and really make that decision. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not the expert at HubSpot and getting the most usage out of it and like really getting the uh, best out of it. And I can't spend the time to really do that either because I also have to create the sales assets. I have to make sure there's social media posts available. And then kind of related to that, sometimes you're just pulled into stuff that's like not marketing, <laughs> just there's um, or things like, I don't know, picking, like helping pick an office location, which can be cool, but at the same time, it's just, okay, I'm going around to like um, look at different offices or being part of that decision-making process. And that's taking away time for me to do the things I know will help move the needle in terms of like our KPIs. So stuff that kind of just like drags and, and it impairs you from doing the stuff that you really enjoy. But I think that is the nature of the startup life is that you're getting exposed to so many different things, both within your discipline, but then also outside of your discipline as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And a couple of things. I think the first two pieces that you touched on are exactly why groups like the PMA exist. You know, for someone who's at an organization who finds themselves as the only product marketer or maybe even the only person in the marketing department the ability to have an external networking community is incredibly invaluable to ask questions about, Hey, we just bought HubSpot. How do I set this up? You know, or, um, we're considering different tools. What, are, what are other choices? And that's a question I see asked all the time in the PMA Slack, um, especially when they're comparing a couple different tools, what other product marketers opinions are. So I think if you do find yourself in those situations, there are opportunities out there to fill the gap. Of course, it's not the same as, like you said, being part of a team where you see people's face to face and you have that sense of like social connectivity, but there are things that can kind of fill the gap, let's say. And I think PMA is, in my opinion, absolutely the best way to do that. Yeah, I think the one challenge there is that I definitely used a PMA as I was in that role to kind of like get some feedback and better understand some things. But it's there's just so many other aspects within marketing. There, there isn't there's marketing ops experts, and that's actually you know a whole other Slack community, a whole other community, and just being able to like, okay, I need to find you need to be able to find the resources, the experts, and all those different areas, which can get a little bit exhausting. And even from a community building point, it's like these people exist. Like if you want to invest in the PMA community, you know, you need to, you know, spend some time there rather than, you know, jumping across 12 different Slack channels, asking different people. Um, you just don't have that ability to build a community when you're, when you're kind of drawn across so many things. So I think that's another challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. So if someone were looking to join a company as its first marketer, even product marketer, what would you recommend they tackle first? 
Yeah, I I didn't go about this like purposefully, so take my advice with a grain of salt. Uh, but um, I think what people are looking for, what those founders are looking for, is someone who has some initial marketing experience, someone who's hungry to learn more, um, someone who's probably also has some startup experience, um, but uh, probably at a later later stage. So you know, the first marketer is coming in at a seed or series A, um, then if you've worked in a series, uh, a series B, C or D, then it kind of, uh, I think, lends itself well, because you have that experience. I think it's a little bit harder to make the leap if you work at like a you know, large, you know, 10,000 person company, and you work with a team of 20 product marketers, let alone, you know, uh, 400 people on your marketing team, it's hard to kind of, uh, uh, make that leap because um, the questions come down to can you do all these different disciplines? Can you work without a budget? Can you work without an agency? Um, it's you have a much more slimmed down thing and what you can do. And so naturally that kind of lends itself to organizations that are smaller, have fewer specializations and the ability to kind of get your hands dirty in different things. And um, uh, yeah, just that hunger for growth, hunger to try different things. And on similar lines, do you have any, let's call them survival tips or strategies that you can share just to get through maybe the first, let's call it 90, 180 days of, of being the first uh, product marketer to join the team? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if there's survival tips, but I mean, yeah, you're just going to get like a fire hose of information because you're learning probably a new product, a new market. Um and just uh, um, there's, there's lots of things going on, but I think there's just an acceptance that you need to prioritize um, within marketing, like what you can focus in on, like you can't be the best in all the different disciplines. Um, so focusing in on things that will move the needle and make the impact. And some of that, it maybe you don't fully know yourself will make the impact, but just talking to your bosses or stakeholders and what they say is what do, do what they want. I think that's at least the safest thing to do um, if you don't for sure know what is the next right step or what to focus in on. So I think it's a prioritization thing and being able to make those prioritizations. And key is, you know, actively saying you won't do X, Y, and Z. Like, and this is a small example, but not like not a great example, but it's like, I didn't touch the Facebook page at our old company, like our Facebook company page. Like maybe it would probably drive, you know, like a hundred page views, um, uh, a month, but it was just probably low ROI, not that much benefit. Um, so just left it blank for, for a while um, and focused more on like LinkedIn as like an area and kind of left even Twitter to as, as a lower priority. But um, that's just one example, probably not the best example, but just areas where you're just kind of making active decision. Like, yeah, that can linger. That can not get any attention. So I think that's an important part. And kind of like the more meta prioritization is that you know, you need to stay healthy. Like you can probably spend a lot of time with that early stage. It's working, uh, you know, 12 hour days, but you need to, you know, rest, see friends, um, exercise, um, kind of get your mind um, in other places. Uh, otherwise you're just going to overwhelm yourself and just stress yourself out. Yeah. I think oftentimes as product marketers find themselves at the jack of all trades, they also sometimes find themselves maybe not as like the garbage bin, but like the dumping spot for all the things that either others don't have time for, or that people somehow fall within the world of, of marketing and product marketing. And to your point, it can be a lot, right? And if you're not thinking consciously about how you're reacting to that level of expectations, you can find yourself start to 
maybe fall off in terms of not only your workplace performance, but your mental health. And, you know, I think over the past year and a half, almost two years now with people working from home and, you know, there's been studies to show that yes, people are more productive while they work from home, but does that mean because they're working longer hours because there's no separation between work and the home anymore? There's even more importance on being cognizant that there needs to be a separation. So just because you're the first hire and you're want to be a go-getter and you want to impress people doesn't mean you necessarily have to take on everything that comes your way. And I think you've got um, a good example of, of how to push back and how to prioritize, as you say, what you really need to focus on, what you can move the needle on and what stuff can maybe wait until there are more people to help out or just when there's more time, if there ever is more time. Yeah, exactly. Great. All right. So we're already at our last question and it's one that I asked all of our guests on the show. What advice or tips would you have for people looking to get into or build their career in product marketing? Yeah, I think I'll break it up into two from, from um, getting into and, and building. So getting into product marketing, I think, I mean, people all have different paths that they get into it. I think the um, PMA has like a, a, a section on different ways that folks have gotten into product marketing. But, you know, what worked for me is kind of that adjacent uh, field, like client services, you know, occasionally works with product marketing. Um, and that would allow me to kind of make that jump was, I was working in the same company and rather than, you know, work from client services and jump to another company and to product marketing, which is a harder kind of um, jump to make from that hiring manager who doesn't know you perspective. Um, whereas you can stay in the same company and the hiring manager likely already knows you um, and you can make that kind of a lateral jump. So don't be afraid to make lateral jumps. Don't even be afraid to make, um, not ladder the vertical. <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but like if you take a, a lower title, if that, that gets you there, I think that still, uh, uh, still works. Um, so uh, be willing to make those types of jumps. I think it's like the classic, um, uh, what is it, Sheryl Sandberg or something like that, that the, your career is more of a, a jungle gym. Um, so you're going to be climbing laterally, down, upwards. It's, it's, that's how you think about it. So um, that's, that's my recommendation for getting into it. So whether it be within the same company or within a field that's just related, um, I think that's the best way to get into product marketing or just the easiest, I think, um, is a way. And then as you want to build your career in product marketing, um, I think just figuring out like what you want to focus in on. Is it within a specific industry that you really want to be product marketing in? Do you like a specific type of product marketing? Is it B2C? Is it B2B? Um, do you like enterprise types? I think just figuring out what you enjoy the most um, will help you then narrow in on which skills that you want to develop. Look at job descriptions of those roles or companies that you really like, um, see what skills that they want and then try and network and figure out and, and, and talk to the people, um, you know, whether it's using Product Marketing Alliance or you know, DMing people on LinkedIn, um, trying to understand what skills that they what they need to ex excel in those roles that you really like or really want to take, and then figure out how you can do those skills within your own role. Talk to your boss. You know, be explicit about what you want from your career and your career growth, and kind of share those skills, those accomplishments that you want, and use that as a means to kind of grow your career and figure out. Um, how you can get to that job that you really like, that you saw that kind of meets everything that you want, whether it's company, um, BDC, B2B. So I think that's really helpful. And then my last one, last point of building your career is just kind of surrounding yourself with people that you want to emulate, people that you want to learn from. So whether that be, um, you know, working with other uh, product marketing managers or working for someone who used to do product marketing, I think that really helps. And 
um, involving yourself in a community um, of other product marketers, I think naturally builds your skill. It's that one, uh, I don't know if it's a quote, but it's a saying of sorts that you're the average of your five, of the five people you surround yourself with. So think about that is who are you surrounding yourself with? Um, and if you want to build those specific skill sets, um, surround yourself with those PMMs that can give you or you can learn from um, is going to be another way to really accelerate your skill building. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And actually, it's, it's funny you brought especially that last point up. That was part of the thought process that I personally put into play when I was thinking about my next move and coming from my previous company, my current one is, you know, much like you in my previous company, I was for a time the only product marketing person. I was the first product marketing hire they had made in a long time. And it was great. I got to enjoy a lot of the perks that you had highlighted previously. I got to do a lot of um, exploration and, and try new things that you, when you're working for a larger product marketing team, you do not necessarily have the freedom to do, which was great. But to your point, you know, I personally got to a stage where I wanted to start growing my product marketing career. And I felt the best way to do that was to join an organization where there was an established product marketing function. And there were other product marketers to bounce ideas off of and a more senior product marketing person to get guidance from. So if you find yourself in a similar position where you were the first product marketing hire and you've been doing that for some time and you feel, you know, that you want to take that next step, I think absolutely your suggestion around um, surrounding yourself with other strong product marketers is only going to make you a better product marketer. So I think that's some fantastic advice. Well, this has been great, Sada. I've really enjoyed our conversations. We'll, we'll call things here. I think uh, you've really uncovered for our listeners a lot of things to think about if they're considering joining a startup as the first marketing or product marketing hire, or if they're evaluating between you know joining a startup versus joining an established function. I think you've really done a great job of uncovering, again, what some of those perks are, some of those things that might be the opposite of a perk, let's call it more of a challenge, um, and, and how to navigate that situation. So I'm sure our, our, our listeners will really appreciate those insights. So thank you for that. Yeah, hope really appreciated getting on here and being able to share it. And um, yeah, thanks for thanks for the time. Absolutely. And if if any of our listeners want to follow up with you after listening to this uh, podcast, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm kind of active on both. On LinkedIn, um, you know, you can see my name. Type it out. It should be coming up as the product marketing person with that name. Hopefully, I think I'm the only product marketing person with my name, but we'll see. And then on Twitter, I'm at Real Sadasad. So R-E-A-L and then my first name, last name. But yeah, feel free to reach out, DM me, um, reply to my tweets. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll see an influx of tweets and or LinkedIn connections in the coming weeks after this goes live. So awesome. Thank you so much again for your time. And uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from you again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. For everyone still tuned in, thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please help us spread the word to other product marketers. Before we leave you to get on with your day, if you want to get involved, here are a few ways you can. If you're a product marketer and you want to come on the show and speak about your day, a specific topic or your role in general, that's one option. If you want to flex your podcast hosting skills, being a guest host is another. And finally, if you or your company want to sponsor an episode, there's a third. Thanks again and have a great morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are.